0: hi fam i'm katie and this is Ginny, and we we are are the gabby Gabby girls hello and welcome to another episode of gabby girls episode 10 happy monday and it's going to be tuesday virginia
1: hey girl happy early week It's so weird recording on a Monday, because normally we release on Mondays, and we always talk on the weekends, so it's just like starting our week off with a bang, really.
0: I know, and I just want to apologize to our listeners. Um, it, we are delayed a uh, day because of me moving to Florida it was a whole lot, and um, the record attempt on Sunday just didn't fly, and we didn't want to give you nothing, so we're giving you a shorter episode today, and we'll get back to regular content next week.
1: Yes. So tell us about the move. How'd it go?
0: How was the car ride? Obviously you survived. I survived. I'm alive. I and so is am. Boyd. <laughs> He's alive. And so is Bennett, which is like major. <laughs> yep. Um, the move actually went pretty smoothly. Um, you know, it packed probably until 11 o'clock the night before. It's just crazy. And you should, you probably know, cause you just moved. You just have more stuff than you think you do.
1: Like so much more stuff. I remember opening closets and being like, oh, I just have this one closet left. And that closet was like fucking Mary Poppins bag. Just literally never ending.
0: Literally. And so we estimated the movers that we had 500 cubic feet, which I can't even like tell you a good representation of that, of that space. But we, we said like 40 to 50 boxes plus all the furniture we had. We had 700 cubic feet. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. And we had like 60 boxes. Granted, 20 of those were sculpture boxes from Boyd's art. So like that was not necessarily factored in because we thought that was going to be able to go with the art, but the art was too much to accommodate the sculpture boxes. So there was too much
1: of everything.
0: There was too much of everything. And like, I am one of those people that I throw things out if I don't use it for six months. Like I am very much a donator. I donated probably 12 bags of stuff. Like, I I don't know where it came from, and I can't believe that I'm, like, going to fill up this house full of shit in the next coming years. Like, that scares
1: me. The crazy thing is is she's in, like, a practically empty house. (laughs) She moved all her things in, and it's still... Like she's literally gonna fill it.
0: <laughs> no, I get my stuff tomorrow. Literally. Okay, so I got we got here on Thursday night at like six PM. I'll talk about the drive in a minute. And we've been living with an air mat a double air mattress, which we're used to a queen size bed, and so going to a double is tough with two people and a dog. And we know I, about
1: Boyd's sleep needs, so Yes. Even worse. Ha-
0: a lot of sleep needs. Bennett has a lot of sleep needs, and I am just chopped liver when it Oh, everything <laughs> along for the ride basically <laughs> <laughs> and then i ordered two pool floats and two patio chairs because i knew we wouldn't have anywhere to sit and so thank god i did because if we didn't have the patio chairs we literally would have been sitting on the floor for the past four days <laughs> okay love that um so, four, so you're like
1: camping out in your home
0: but yeah and like roughly it's it's morale has been low i'm gonna be honest with you and honestly (laughs) i'm sure people who already own a house know this but buying a house especially not brand new is not for the faint of heart it is crazy to come into a house that people have not loved or invested back into and to deal with the aftermath of their bullshit let's say
1: right like you have to there's stuff you have to clean and things you have to fix and all these little
0: things that just add up in time and money it's just crazy we had the ducks cleaned when because we um they lied on their inspection and they basically finagled us and told us that their air conditioning unit was working and it wasn't and so we had to buy a brand new air conditioning system which was how can you lie about
1: that in florida
0: They filled it up with Freon so that it was pumping out cold air for like five hours during the inspection. So like when they were here, wow. Yep. And then it completely burnt out. And so then when, so we were, we bought it in July 18th is when we owned the house. So we have, we've had it for over a month and we haven't been living here. We've been in Philadelphia. So we've been remotely managing getting a deodorizer in because the house smelled like curry. We've got two cleaners come in. We've had a contractor come in. We've had um, like a bathroom renovation happening all while we haven't been here. And so our real estate agent, who we've become very close with, he stopped by the house to see it after it had been deodorized and cleaned. And he said, he was like, hey, do you guys know that it's 90 degrees inside the house? Which was alarming. It should not have been 90 degrees. And so then whoa <laughs> yeah holy yeah shit. holy shit is right and so then we had an ac tech come out and he was like yeah your complete your whole unit is shot and so then while we were getting the unit replaced we had the ducts cleaned because that's just something you should do like every year they say we were talking to the customer service girl after it and she said the techs are uh, like the technicians who do the actual duct cleaning is a completely separate entity she said they made a note to mention to us that it was the dirtiest ducks they'd ever seen in their whole time cleaning and they don't think it is they have been cleaned since the house was built which was 1987.
1: Holy shit so these people weren't taking care of anything?
0: Nothing like the refrigerator is kaputzt we have to get a new washer and dryer We've had to get a new vanity there was tile falling out of the second bathroom so we had to get that completely renovated like we've just had a lot of additional costs and projects that we weren't super aware of that somehow like passed inspections so we're actually like talking to a lawyer to figure out if we have any like legal course um to deal with a either the seller or b the inspection because there is just major things that were missed and you know, we've just racked up a lot of costs that just weren't supposed to be um a thing. And this was not a fixer upper. Like this is not a fixer-upper house. Like this house was like relatively turnkey upon appearance. So I wanna. This is to make a beautiful that
1: home that she lives in.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. These people have only owned it for four years. I don't know how they did this much destruction in four years. Um, and speaking with the neighbors, the person that sold the sellers this house was this like 90 year old woman who's lived in it since 1987 and she did all the major renovations to it so they basically took all of her work and fucked it up damn i know so So we've had a lot just needs some love it needs a lot of love and i've like hugged it and i've told it that we're going to give it a lot of love and i think it's starting to feel that because a it doesn't smell like curry and b it is like the cleanest i think it's ever been
1: Yeah. All you needed was Katie Cole on the case because
0: Amen. she ain't going to live nowhere dirty. No, I am a disinfectant queen. (laughs) I got my furniture gets delivered tomorrow. So Tuesday when this drops, it'll be today. Uh, I got booties for all my movers because I just freaking cleaned the shit out of this house. I'm not having them schlepping all their shit in here. So booties go on, sirs. I don't care if you look crazy, but you're wearing booties all damn day.
1: Love that. You're not
0: mopping twice. I'm not mopping twice. Like, it's been a lot. This is a big house. It's all hard, or not hardwood, but, like, it's all not carpet. So there's a lot to do, mopping and vacuuming-wise.
1: Man. So Mm -hmm. your stuff comes tomorrow. What does that look like? Do the movers help bring it all in? Or do they just kind of, like, drop the boxes and they're like, good luck?
0: no so they will bring everything in we um will have them like direct the furniture into the appropriate rooms but i think we will have them drop most of the boxes in the living rooms just because we'll kind of designate where we want things to go or like we'll want to start unpacking the prior priority items first um yesterday i spent like cleaning out all of the drawers in the kitchen and making sure the kitchen is relatively prepped for like my stuff coming in um and we get a new fridge on Friday because this current fridge, unfortunately, still smells like curry. And we can't and live I with a curry you fridge. you scrub that thing. Oh, my gosh. I literally had two professional cleaners and me on it. So if we can't get it done, I don't know who can.
1: Yeah. Brutal. Uh, I also will say putting having your boxes all put in a space where you spend some time is nice because it kind of puts pressure on you to actually unpack everything.
0: Wait, I have a question. So, when you go on vacation, are you one of the people who, when you get back, do you unpack your suitcase right away, or do you let it linger?
1: Um, I do not unpack my suitcase right away. I also will say I'm like living in my parents' house right now, and I don't even mm-hmm. have my own closet here. So, for me, unpacking is basically just I stack my clothes in like these are all my tank tops, these are all my bike shorts. You know what I mean? It's not. I don't have a good system. When I when I did have my own Place, like, you know, for the last 10 years, uh, I do usually unpack right away because I like to have everything clean. And then I like to get my suitcase out of the way because seeing my suitcase makes me stressed. So in, in my regular life, yes, I unpack right away in this current life.
0: <laughs> no, why not? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I am a, I'm an immediate unpacker because I used to be a lingerer and then it just lingers. Like, I don't know what it is. You get like suitcase blindness or something and then you just don't even acknowledge it,
1: you know? Right. So you're like pulling clothes out of the suitcase. You're like, oh, I think that's still in my suitcase. And it just stays there.
0: Well, and I'm such a germaphobe that like it disgusts me to think that I'm going to wear clothes that have like been in a hotel room or on a plane or whatever it is. So like I, even if they're not clean, even if they're like not. Dirty. I just throw them all in the wash unless it's like a very specific dress or something like an an, an outfit that I don't want to wash a lot. Um, yeah, everything gets. And then I'm I'm even at the point where I start like lysoling my suitcases because I just want everything disinfected. I think I'm like getting too extreme in my old age. Gonna have to add that one to the therapy list. I know it's <laughs> too much.
1: But I will say, if I stay at someone's house when I'm traveling, I. I really like to do my laundry before I go home. If mm-hmm. that's a, if that's accessible, if that's a hundred percent. I don't like putting dirty stuff in my suitcase. If I like, you know, dirty underwear, dirty bras and things like that, I'll put them in a baggie and put them in my suitcase.
0: 100%. Because it
1: just weirds me out. I don't I don't know, I don't I don't like coming home with dirty stuff. But then, you know, you go on vacation places where that's just not possible. Yeah. So that I like to come home and do wash right away
0: yeah no I can if it's like a friend's house like that's totally that's a different situation for me but if it's like a hotel and we talked about my hotel skeeviness last episode I just am like disgusted by hotels I really wish I wasn't but like I just am um yeah but if I can do laundry beforehand I'll do that
1: yeah same I also I love folding other people's laundry so when I stay at Anyone's house? I'm like, oh, I'll do the laundry and then I do my own too. You're <laughs> a bananas.
0: My own I don't know anyone know. who's ever said I enjoyed folding laundry.
1: I do, I really do. When I babysit I fold laundry, I'm like, leave me a basket. I don't care. It's just like mindless for me. And I like to fold things specifically. I just I get neat with it. I like a triple mm-hmm. fold, you know.
0: It's it, do you find the <laughs> do you find that folding dries out your hands? No. Because that's what happens to me. That's why I don't like it. I'm like a I'm a, I moisturize all the time. Like, I am like a lubed up girl. Like boy. What kind of
1: moisturizer do you use? What's your go-to?
0: Um, It's like this like very hippie, like, shea butter. I'll send it to you if you want. It's called like Desert Essence or something. And I use unscented. And it's just like I moisturize as soon as I get out of the shower in the morning. I, I just like to be moisturized. And so when I me fold, too. it like sucks the moisture out of my hands. So I don't enjoy folding clothes
1: okay I've I am also a moisturized queen because I I don't know why my skin is so dry all the time it doesn't matter how much water I'm drinking what I've been up to I have to moisturize and maybe it's because I moisturize every time I get out of the shower you know it's like a tolerance thing
0: perhaps but' does, but don't you get itchy if you don't moisturize and then you put on like leggings like can't you just like feel your oh like, I feel so uncomfortable I have skin. to yeah, yeah I, ha-
1: I have to moisturize from head to toe. <laughs>
0: See, Boyd never moisturizes, and I just don't understand. Like, I look at his legs, and I'm like, "You are an ashy motherfucker!" Like, what? Like, fix this problem. And he he just—he is—he does not give a shit about his moisture needs. It blows my mind. Yeah, that's wild. Same.
1: I'll see my brother sometimes, and I'm like, "Have you ever heard of moisturizer?" (laughs) No. (laughs) They haven't. I think it's
0: a—I think it's a white man thing because all of like the the black men that I've dated have all been on the moisture train. It's just white men.
1: Yeah, they're
0: not big on the self care at white men (laughs) facts um wait so before we go any further i do want to talk about the car ride really quickly because i heard from quite a few people that they were very intrigued to know about like the road trip process regarding a tesla um so i'll backtrack so the movers came wednesday and they came at like 11 a.m which was a little bit later than i wanted but Beggars can't be choosers. So they came, they started getting rid of my crap. And so they left probably around like 3, 3.30. So by the time we got the car packed and we got food and all that kind of stuff, we got into the car at like 4.30. So Boyd drove from 4.30 PM till 3 AM. So we got all the way to South Carolina, not on one charge, but that night, the. Ch- we got probably how long does it take to charge so the tesla will program where you need to stop on whatever destination you set in the map so it adds it in and it will tell you you need to charge to this percentage in order to get to the next stop so it likes to keep the battery around like 20 percent because if you go below that then the charging time increases a lot so it's usually about twenty-five to thirty minutes at like a supercharger, which most chargers are superchargers now. If it's like oh, a that's regular not bad char- at all. No, it's not bad. It's just I'll talk about it. But so if it's like a regular charger, then it'll be like overnight. It'll take like eight hours to get all of like the chargers that you have in your garage are mm-hmm. are overnight chargers. So that's not really conducive to road trips. But so the the first stint of the road trip was good because it kept Boyd awake. He said like stopping every two hours was really helpful. Um, so then in South Carolina at like 3 a.m., we parked the car and we like hung blankets on the windows and we slept for like three hours in the car, which was very uncomfortable, but I felt it was necessary so that it was safe for us to continue driving. Like through the night, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we got up at like 7 a.m. And we started driving, and we did not get to our house in Florida until 6 p.m. that night. So we basically drove 11 hours straight on Thursday, which was a whole lot. And the charging every hour and a half to two hours was a super bummer. Like, it was so frustrating.
1: That is a lot of times to pull off. Yeah, like I drove, I did that drive once from Florida to I stopped in North Carolina, actually, it was like 12 hours. And I stopped one time for gas. And I, I, if I had had to stop every two hours, I probably wouldn't have made it. <laughs> I just I don't know, it's it's a lot to be pulling over and doing all that and finding somewhere to go. I mean, I know it's in your GPS, but still having to it's, it just feels like, oh,
0: it was, it was very mentally draining, because I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, an hour and 37 minutes, that's all you got? Like, you're a goddamn car. Like, let's go. Like, I can walk faster than that. You know what I mean? Like, let's go.
1: Right, like an hour and a half, you're just getting in your groove, you know, you're on the highway, you're cruising, and then you have to stop. That is and, a super bummer.
0: And normal cars, like, you can go three 400 miles. Like, the Tesla's, like, barely eking out 170, because... You know, I had to remember that everything is pulling from one battery. So navigation, uh, AC, uh, all, you know, windshield wipers, all the shit is all coming from one battery. And um, it, we've learned in the past couple of days, it really gets drained in the heat because it goes into like overheating mode where normal cars don't. So it'll automatically start to cool itself if it goes above 99 degrees, I think, in the cabin. Right. So... Yeah. I told a couple people this on my Instagram. I would not, I would not knock it a Tesla because of the charging capabilities, but I would never take it on a road trip again. And that's just the truth.
1: It's a good around town car, but not, not for the long haul like that.
0: Never again. Like it would have, it would have been better for us to ship it and then to rent like a suburban and just like, or even
1: take like the car train, you know, they, they have those trains that go to Florida where you just basically park your car.
0: Boyd's taken that before, and he just says it's, like, the worst night's sleep of your life because, like, you, you're you shifting and you're moving. Yeah. yeah, and he says, like, the bathrooms are filthy. He, like, joked about it. He was like, we should do it together. I was like, why? You hate it. And he was like, oh, yeah, I do hate it. It is kind of an experience, though, to, to do that, but... It that could probably be would be more fun with a
1: friend, but yeah, I can't imagine him enjoying that at all considering his sleep conditions.
0: Yeah, no, he usually pops his annex and doesn't even remember the trip. So like, I don't right. know why he wants to include me on that misery, misery trip, but that's just a him thing.
1: <laughs> Better together. <laughs>
0: sure. Um, but I will say I being the player that I am, um, and the stoner that I am, I just wanted to give a little tidbit and a, and a trick for us stoner girlies, if you ever need to go on a road trip. So normally in my day-to-day life, I like to smoke my bong because it's cleaner. I don't have to touch it and I get to clean it every day. So it's like, and it looks like it's brand new. Like I, and it's
1: also quick.
0: Yeah. And I like that. It's like, I don't have to touch it with my hands, like a joint. Mm-hmm. So obviously I couldn't be like ripping a bong on a car ride. Cause like if a bong water spills, you know, you cannot get that smell out of anything. So I I um, thought ahead and I packed a vinyl glove so that I could smoke a joint without my hands getting disgusting. So I put. You're a the- psychopath. <laughs> You're a literal psychopath. A
1: vinyl glove. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: well, I have them. I have them in my house. And I kid you not, like, boy, that I was crazy for getting them, but they're so helpful for, like, peeling copious amounts of garlic or like i made a roast beef oh, last year man. and i didn't want to have to touch it and so i just had like my kitchen gloves on it and i was like able you know and so while i was packing i was like oh my god i'm gonna do myself such a solid and i packed myself a smoking glove and i put it in a ziploc bag so it didn't have to touch anything to infect anything else with the gross joint smell and so and i'm then you out can there zip it back up when you're done that is it is
1: smart if that's something Can't- that makes
0: you nuts can't tell me that I'm not smart. So I am out there at a rest stop, throwing the frisbee for Bennett, smoking my joint with my smoking glove. Boyd's like taking photos of me, making fun of me because he thinks I'm like a psychopath for yeah,
1: like okay, Demi Lovato with the gloves. <laughs> <laughs> my God.
0: So he just <laughs> he just really felt like this is something I needed to talk about on the podcast because he was like, "Who else
1: <laughs> brings a smoking glove?" Like we need to know. Do you own a smoking glove out there? Anyone? Talk to us.
0: Talk to us. But it's in the trash now. But so, yeah, that was just my little um, stoner tidbit for anyone that's, like, needing uh, to smoke on a road trip and doesn't want to, like, stink up the car.
1: (laughs) Right. Okay. So did you do, like, edibles and stuff, too?
0: I did, but like, edibles just really don't hit for me. I don't know. I have like a very weird metabolism. And even like with, um, like Novocaine and, uh, anesthesia, I need more than the extra person. Oh my
1: God. Me too. Yeah. Like I, I, edibles are wasted on me because I just have yes. the whole bag
0: and, and it's like literally wasted. And I feel like I'm like, I, I mean, I like, I definitely am a stoner. Like i Oh, you know totally own that but like i feel like i am like i have like an intolerance of like an elephant because i can eat like 15 milligrams and like i don't even feel it i'm just like all right yeah, you know i'm yeah, fine sure but yeah. i want to talk
1: about that though like so the anesthesia thing i had th- this has got to happen to other people and i don't know what it is that makes people have s- these higher tolerances to certain things but i had knee surgery in 2020 i think And I went in, they did a nerve block on my leg because they, there was a ton of shit that had to be done. Like we had to reshape my femur. I mean, they removed my kneecap, whatever. They did a nerve block and then they give you, I don't know what it is that they like shoot you up with, but they're basically when that lady did my arm. So it was like right after the nerve block, she went to give me some... Something to put me out. Like, like not, it wasn't an anesthesia, because I, yeah, a sedative. Why couldn't I think of that? Um, a sedative. And she, she did it, and she was like, oh, here's a few martinis coming at you. And they had to do it four times. And the nurses, the, they had ended up having the anesthesiologist come out and talk to me. And they're like, why are you still awake? Like, they kept saying it. I was awake when I went into the operating room. The last thing I remember is looking around and saying, this really doesn't look like Gray's Anatomy at all. And the doctor said, why are you still awake? Like, I remember specifically so many people saying that to me. And afterwards, uh, so I saw I had to come see him, like, two weeks later. And he was like, you were trip. Why wouldn't you go to sleep? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. know. I
0: don't know. I truly don't know. Do you think you have, like, a fast metabolism? Because that's what I chalk mine up to. I'm like, I just think I process things. And I, like, the only person I have to, like, gauge myself off is Boyd on a regular basis. But, like, just the way that it's, this is tmi but like you know when you eat beets and like your pee becomes bright red or whatever Mm -hmm. mine will go within like 20 minutes of me eating beets his will be the next day and so i think i just process things faster than normal people
1: yeah i i noticed that in myself too so maybe maybe that does have a probably come to think of it a lot to do with it
0: right like i feel like my our kidneys and our livers are just like on it yeah Hmm, that's for me, I, for me, I, I knew from a young age that I had like a weird thing with, I don't know, my dentist told me I have extra nerves in my face because I literally need so much Novocaine that it makes me look like I'm, my, half of my face is paralyzed when okay, I get like cavities. Me
1: too. I'm like Courtney Kardashian at the dentist for yes. hours. <laughs> for hours hours all day like okay so when, also when i had that thing removed from my arm last week they used a whole bottle of lidocaine and then she went to grab it and i could still feel it and she was like oh yeah. wow you need like extra
0: literally every single time i get a cavity filled which unfortunately is frequent because i have shit teeth i have to tell them like no like because they'll start drilling and i'm like i can feel all of this like you need to put more in my face like this and i have like a very weird i'm fine with total i'm totally fine with needles but needles in my mouth where I can't see where they're going, like r- really sends me over the edge. Like I had a, a panic attack last time I was at the dentist because my dentist, this was a new dentist and she wasn't very like understanding of my needs.
1: <laughs> she didn't, she um, didn't know how much you needed yet.
0: <laughs> no. And she wasn't like, okay, so right now I'm going to inject, like, she just like started shoving needles in me. And I was like, bruh, yeah. like this is, I feel very vulnerable, vulnerable right now. Like you need to Talk me through the shit. Talk me through it. Yeah.
1: A lot of people don't like to be talked through. So I think that's why they do that. But I need to know everything. I don't want to look. I don't want to see it. But I need to know everything that's going on. Yeah.
0: I was literally soft. Like I was, I had like tears streaming down my face and she was like, are you okay? I was like, no, I'm not okay. (laughs) Tell me your every move. What are you opening? I heard that back crinkling. What's in there? Like I need to know it all
1: too. I understand.
0: Tell me me how much Novocaine, how many syringes you're putting in my face because like I need to know that, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I have just like a weird metabolism where I, I, I chew through, like I can just, I, I don't know. I process edibles better than, like I've never had an edible experience where I got like really high or like where I was like, damn, like I, you know, woo, that was like worth it. Like they just don't affect me.
1: I have, but it, t- it took like 300 milligrams and that's a lot. Like I was like on the moon, but it was, I, I would I was hope so that. Like, This is so, yeah. I was like, this is crazy. I had been taking like 50, 60, 7 I was like working my way up. Cause I'm like, nothing is working. When is this going to hit? So finally one day I just said, fuck it. And I ate the whole bag and I, you felt it. it? it I traveled, I traveled through space. Yeah. I, I really did feel it. But, and this was also right after I had knee surgery. So I was like. Not doing much. I was laying in bed yeah. for three months, and I, I it was making me actually very frustrated that it wasn't working because everyone else is like, "Oh, ten—that's a lot for who? What for what?"
0: Thank you. You make me feel more normal because you know what, Boyd. All right, backstory. Last year, I I I did this really cool event, and this I sponsored this event, and so the the overhead event they bought out Universal from. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So I got to go to Universal with no lines with like 40 people and I brought Boyd because... That is fucking cool. Unbelievable. Like once in a lifetime opportunity. So I was like, oh boy, like let's do like a little bit of an edible. Like let's just like go and... Because f- we're not really drinkers. So I was like, let's do some edibles and like let's go freaking ride some rides and like not have lines at Universal because this is dope. This man had a five milligram and he was like a zombie. I got so mad at him because I was like ripping and rolling and like totally fine on like 15 milligrams he was like to the moon on five milligrams and he got me so mad because he couldn't even go on the rides because he was like oh my god you're like shape up we're getting on the rock and roller coaster literally I, I, i was the only one on the roller coasters that's how like exclusive this was truly there was i was just the only one on the roller coaster i was the front row there was nobody else Wow.
1: And you needed a partner. Yeah. I mean, you didn't need it, but it would have been so much more fun. That's annoying. And I don't get that
0: also. Like, how how does that work for you? Right. Why is, is five, five milligrams, milligrams affecting get you, there? you? Right. And, like, I'm, like, 15 is, like, oh, all right. Like, you know, as if, like, someone had, like, half a glass of wine. You know what I mean? Like, you might feel it like, in a minute. Yeah. You know? But, like, it's not really affecting you. I don't.
1: Yep. Yeah. Same. It's like, oh, yeah, there it is. But it's not, like, I'd rather hit the bong. So I actually, I want to tell you this. I, so I haven't smoked or done any weed since May, and I was also a, quite the stoner. But in May, when I was diagnosed with bipolar, they're like, "No, you gotta, you gotta cut this out." Hmm. And did they
0: give you a reason why?
1: Yeah, it causes psychosis, which like I was in psychosis for a few months, so okay. yeah, I was really just not like it. It feels like it helps you, right? Because it's like the only thing that can calm you down, and yeah. for me, it was yeah, the yeah. only thing that could like. Help keep me grounded, but really, it's it was doing the opposite of that overall. Like but you also arm. you
0: also had next next on in your arm too, though, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know what it would be like now, but I yeah, I was like smoking every day for a couple of years, and then they were like, "You have to stop," and I just stopped cold turkey. So wow. it's been since May that I I was at first because my mom was checking in on me she was asking me all the time how are you feeling and i'm like like i want to smoke like, i felt like that for a month i'm like you know i'm i would like in the middle of the day be like oh i need a little inspiration let me hit the bong or oh i just finished work let me hit the bong yeah. and then all of a sudden i'm like what the fuck am i supposed to do go for a walk so it took me probably may june yeah i would say august is when i started feeling like i stopped thinking about it hmm So, and I wonder, too, like, maybe if I tried an edible now, what, how would that affect me? Would 10 milligrams affect me? <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably not.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder that, too. I'm always like, oh, should I go like, on, like, a smoke break? But then, like...
1: Then it's, like, day two, and I'm like, but why?
0: And it's also, like, it's my one vice. like i don't you know like it's my one thing that i do that i'm just like do i love this about myself no but you know what do i hate it enough to stop no it is what it is it makes me more productive i i get stoned and i bake or i get stoned and i clean like i'm not a mean person i don't go out and do reckless things like i just clean for joy Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you have like good habits when you do it literally i just say i'm like oh my gosh you know the baseboards
1: are dirty let me scrub all of them fuck it and it may, it just makes things more enjoyable too so yeah. it's like if you were sober cleaning a baseboard is like uh
0: yeah God. and i'd be <laughs> like i'd be like thinking of all the bad things you know because like, that's just yeah. like my natural inclination you know so i'm like hey mm-hmm. if i got stoned to clean the baseboards and whistle a tune who's who's out here judging me
1: right so what your mother
0: <laughs> your mother <laughs> okay wait so i haven't had very many crazy dreams but i have had one and i do think i was in an alternative universe because um i don't I, i don't remember a lot of it which i wish i did but i was in a house that felt comfortable and i had pets and i had a fish tank And I had pet rats, which you may, whoever has ill feelings towards rats, that's okay. But I will tell you that they are some of the best pets that you could ever have. And I had pet rats when I was um, in middle school and they are so incredibly smart and they are so sweet and they are just fantastic pets. So if, so yeah, take your judgment somewhere else. If if you have judgment towards rats. Um, I've never had a pet
1: rat, but I had a pet mouse. Actually, Wyatt Goodwin, when I was in, I think it was like my 16th birthday, he bought me a mouse, which is actually an insane gift to give to any human being. Do I think you remember that? I, yeah, I think I actually do remember this. He like bought the mouse, like the hamster ball, all that. We named it Mickey. And then my mom called him. I remember it was like a week later. She called him. And she's like, Wyatt, Mickey has to fucking go. Come get him or I'm letting him outside. What happened to him? I, don't, I Wyatt came to get him, but I don't know where he ended up
0: oh see i had two um rats which i thought were girls but they ended up being a boy and a girl and they had babies and so i <gasps> i know but they're like they 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 um they know their names they'll come when they're called they can learn tricks they are very loving like they like to love to cuddle and kiss and like how
1: big do rats get
0: they can get pretty big and like the ball sack of the boys can definitely be like a deterrent and i know people are very grossed out by their tails but their tails are just really smooth. Like, their tails are not... I
1: just also don't like the word rat.
0: I know. It's such, like, a sad... Like, they shouldn't be called that because they really are just, like, such a l- loving creature. Like, they have such a negative disposition, which is really... It's, it's sad to me because people, like, really judge me when I say that I used to have, like, rodents as pets. Because I was, like, I had hamsters. I had... I never had gerbils, but I had hamsters and, a, and rats. Um,
1: you had a hamster, too. Kiki
0: mine was Mimi. She lived for like eight years. She was like my heart and soul. I, I've i had like a lot of pets. Um, I've had reptiles. I've had everything. Ugh. Anyway. Okay. Wait, back to the dream. Yeah. 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 Okay. So <laughs> in my dream, I had two pet rats and one was really big and one was kind of small. And then I had fish. And I remember like, I was like, it was like 1137 in my dream. I don't know why that was like so noticeable in my dream, but I, um, I had, I just knew I had to clean their tanks. I just had to clean their tanks. And so I cleaned my fish tank and I noticed it was pretty dirty. And then I moved to the rats and whoever it was, I don't know if it was like really my mom or like whoever my mother figure in that universe is was like, why don't you go to bed? And I was like, no, 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 I have to clean the rat cage. And I remember seeing the rat cage and it was like extremely dirty. Like I had been like neglecting their, their environment. Like
1: it had to be clean. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I, like I knew that I had to do it. And so I remember in my dream, they were like crawling all over me and giving me kisses. And I was like cleaning their cage. And I just I just knew for some reason that I had to do it. Like I hadn't been to that universe in a long time. Right. I was just thinking, I wonder if
1: it was dirty because you just haven't been
0: visited home right. in a while. And I hadn't been home and I knew I wasn't going to be home for a while. So I knew I needed to clean their cage. And so that wow. was like, my dream was just, um, one one rat was the boy, and he was gray and white. And there was like a kind of like a yellowy one who was the girl, and she was smaller. And she it was just I don't know it was just very vivid about the rats. Anyway, so that's that was that was like one of my like outstanding dreams of the past week.
1: So interesting. You visit different worlds often. Often.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so I had some crazy dreams too. Tell me. I this actually happened last night. Mm. I had this dream. So I got off an airplane. I don't know where I was. I was in an airport. I didn't recognize the airport. But I got off the airplane and I was waiting for my bag, which I don't often check a bag. Uh So I don't know what I was up to. I must have been going away for some time. But I got off the plane and I'm waiting for my bag. And all of a sudden I see my ex-boyfriend from high school. Uh And we like ran into each other. And I don't. I don't remember it so vividly what happened. I just remember we talked. We ended up going to like a hockey game or something. (laughs) Straight from the airport. Yeah, like nothing crazy. And then I woke up and I was like, that was so weird. And then I fell back to sleep and I had the same dream except with a different ex-boyfriend. So this time I landed in the same airport. I was in the same exact spot waiting for my bag. And I saw my ex-boyfriend who... I dated, like, before I went to Tampa. We lived together. We dated for a long time. Great guy. And, anyways, I saw him and ran into him, and it was just, like, a completely different interaction from the first dream. And then we ended up going to, like, a concert and eating dinner in the park and, like, all this. It was, like, a never-ending day. And it was so weird. I woke up the second time, and I was like, what? What just occurred? I had the same dream back-to-back, like, Basically, it felt to me like two different roads, like parallel to each other. I don't know if there's a better way to explain that. No,
0: it makes so sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I woke up and I was like that was a lot. That do you
0: remember? Strange. Do you remember waking up from both of them and like do you remember what you felt? Like I woke up happy, anxiety, anger, whatever it was.
1: Yeah, I woke up from the first one and I didn't, it wasn't negative, nothing negative for either of them. But I woke up and I was just like, that was so weird. And then I woke up from the second one and I was like, that was enjoyable.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was strange though. And then of course my sister burst in my room this morning. She's visiting right now. She burst in and she's like, I've been up since 4am. I was having the craziest dreams. So it was all just weird. I'm like, I was just like kind of just in the middle of one when you <laughs> stormed in here <laughs> But good to know we're all dreaming.
0: Wow, was it was it um, an airport that you recognized, or was it just like any airport?
1: No, I didn't recognize it, and I remember airports. Yeah, like I know what BWI looks like. I can picture Atlanta. I know Boston, Tampa, Orlando, Manchester. So I hadn't, I didn't, yeah, right. Like I didn't recognize this one. It was, it was pretty big, um, and there weren't a lot of other people there too. That's what I also remember. So
0: probably Manchester. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Right. Except that one's quite small. Quite Remember small. I ran into you at the airport once? Yeah. We ran into each other traveling a few times. One time I was like on the Dartmouth coach and I looked up and there you were. Yeah. And then we sat next to each other. And then another separate occasion, I was in line for security at Boston. And then all of a sudden you like tapped me on the shoulder. You were right behind me. Was I
0: backpacking? Was that when I was about to go to Europe? No, you had... You were,
1: it was after Christmas and you were going home. And I specifically remember this because you had these little espresso cups for Boyd oh. that you were like carrying. You had them like in your purse or something. And then we ended up having a glass of wine together. Somewhere. Oh my gosh.
0: Wait, yeah, I remember that. Wait, that was so nice.
1: Yeah, I know. It was like just so funny. Like everything was aligned. That was so kissing So it yeah. goes.
0: Oh my gosh. Wait, I brought those all the way back from freaking Italy, I think. I, there was like this like specialty espresso store in Milan. And. You had been traveling for work before before the holidays. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So yeah, it was a specialty Nespresso store in Milan, and you could get only these limited edition Nespresso cups. And he was like addicted to Nespresso before we met. Now he's a drip coffee boy because of me. And I carried these around for months so that I could give him this like very special Italian Nespresso blend. That is so crazy. Yeah,
1: I remember that you had them all wrapped up, and you were like, I didn't see them, but you showed me. You know the you had them wrapped individually and uh yeah you were like i I got these for boyd and you you guys i don't think you were like officially dating yet but you had been seeing each other for a few months
0: yeah that was like right when we right around when we first maybe it was like after thanksgiving
1: yeah it might have been i don't know because
0: i was living in tampa still okay wow that's crazy i totally forgot about that thank you for bringing that memory back to me. I remember we sat and we had like, we both had like a cheese board and like a glass of like rosé or pinot grigio. And we just sat there. Yeah.
1: I think we, I think we, I might've even got a bottle of rosé or something and we just sat there and then we went our separate ways and it was so nice. So nice. Oh yeah. And I remember the first time that that happened when we ran into each other on the Dartmouth coach, I, we sat together and like, I think we listened to our own music and stuff, but it was still nice just sitting together. And my mom had texted me and she was like, "I just saw Katie Cole on. <laughs> I just saw Katie on the bus. Make sure you like you look out for her or something." And because I don't know, I I didn't. I guess I didn't see you that break. But yeah, it was pretty funny.
0: That's so cute. Aww. we've had yeah. yeah. We're just meant to be together. That's just like what the universe is just telling us.
1: I know. I was thinking the other day about how do you remember you came to visit me in Maryland? Mm-hmm. Like actually, a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I the memories came up of my like the day that I moved to Tampa. Um, and you were there, you came the night before and you celebrated with me and it was so, it was so much fun that you got to meet everybody and yeah, wild.
0: Yeah. I know the most outstanding memory I have from the Maryland trip is us getting wasted and then instead of Ubering home, we walked like a mile and a half back barefoot to your I forgot about that. I
1: remember looking at the map too and being like, we can do it.
0: (laughs) Wait, I literally have a screenshot of our
1: walking path of that night oh my god and then i think like i'm pretty sure my boyfriend like ubered home he didn't everyone else and and we were like we're gonna walk and they pulled over
0: and they were like get in the car and we were like no we're not getting we're walking (laughs) we are in the mood to walk and so we and i was in heels and so i remember i literally took off my heels and we were just holding our shoes and we were walking barefoot on the streets of annapolis so
1: love that for us
0: yeah okay wait
1: some things don't change
0: last (laughs) last topic i want to talk about before we end is britney spears
1: okay let's talk
0: okay I okay so I didn't really talk about this in like the start of us episode but just something that I should mention is like I did not grow up with tv or like any pop culture references so like I was really out of the loop until mm, I don't know 20 2009 is that like when
1: yeah yeah high, high big sophomore year yeah,
0: that was like that was like when I first got I remember my parents got cable and my mom like left the big remote because it used to be like a giant remote for like all of like the on-demand stuff you know she left it on the couch and i saw it oh my
1: god that remote had like a hundred buttons on it i know what you're talking about i started screaming and
0: crying because it was something that i wanted my whole life and my parents were very strict about tv time and screen time like i didn't my parents wouldn't let me get a cell phone i was only allowed to watch two hours of tv a week like very stringent yeah. on pop culture kind of stuff so like even today like people will mention like movies and stuff like that and the references just go straight over my head because like i just was not involved from 1995 until 2009 so i miss like a lot so i am not like a britney stan but i obviously know who she is um i understand her conservatorship and like all the shit she went through and i remember like the jamie lynn having a baby i remember all this kind of stuff like yeah but I have to say her current behavior is alarming.
1: Yeah. So I actually, it's so crazy that you're bringing this up because I was talking about this morning, this, this morning with my friend Robin, um, because so I, side note, I have decided that I am going to go on medic medication mm. for bipolar. I'm going to go on lithium starting next week. And so we were talking about it this morning about Britney Spears and just how, When she acts crazy, you can see it in her videos, when she's dancing, when she's stripping, you know, saying crazy things. It's
0: like the majority of them.
1: Right. That is her in basically a manic episode. And she acts that way. She acts like a child because that's when her trauma truly started. So when you go through a phase like that, when you're severely bipolar and you're not on your medication and you go through a phase like that, you revert back. Your brain reverts back to basically when your trauma started. And it's so sad and hard to watch. Is that her diagnosis? Bipolar. Okay. Because she's- I mean, I'm sure she has a few other things going on. Obviously, you know, you look at her and you're like, what the fuck?
0: Well- I mean, I don't mean to be mean or judgmental, but, like, she's giving meth addict. Like, that's, like, what I am receiving from her videos. Because just, like, the captions alone.
1: Yeah. Hot take. I also don't think that's Britney. Like, I think that Britney Spears is gone.
0: Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah.
1: Seriously. I think that, that, like, the Britney that we see is not the same Britney Spears. I think they have I don't I don't want to say she's a clone, but I think it's some it's someone else. Um it's so wild. But if you look at her like she truly looks different. She is not the same person.
0: She does look different.
1: And I think there's actually more than one of them because in different photos and different times she looks different. Like there's a Britney with a tattoo on her back. There's a Britney with a gap in her teeth. There's a Britney without a gap in her teeth. Like there's all these things and they're, her team which is actually not her team but you know the people who
0: are assigned are to the ones controlling her, her.
1: Yeah. yeah right um yes that's the, that's the word i was looking for they try to control the narrative all the time like there will be a picture of brittany without a gap in her teeth then they scrub the internet and they'll edit it so she looks like she has a gap in her teeth to match the other Britney. Like, it's this whole thing. It is it is kind of a conspiracy and big on the internet right now. But I don't know that it's a conspiracy.
0: Wow. So what do you feel about her soon-to-be ex-husband?
1: Fuck Sam. I think, I think Sam is part of it all. Like, I think he is was basically married to her because he's assigned to... Like, I think he's her handler. I think he was her handler. And I think something traumatic happened between them that now he can't be anymore.
0: Mm. So, as a person who doesn't necessarily, like, enroll in this conspiracy theory or whatever you want to call it, just mm-hmm. from, like, a person who's not very well educated on this whole topic, from what I would see is that she was a person who obviously is vulnerable and has m- mental issues
1: well, yeah extremely I, vulnerable yeah
0: extremely vulnerable i see him as an opportunistic person who saw mm-hmm. that he could make inroads to a person who's worth i think like a hundred million dollars which is probably a low estimate of truly how much he is worth
1: and right. And not that she, I don't think she really sees much of that money, but also just to get his name out there, to be associated with her and to have fame.
0: Well, and he knew what he was doing by dating her and putting up with her for five years and then being married for 14 months. Like he knew that, yeah. um, yes, he was going to make a name for himself because he's associated with Britney Spears. And I think he probably took photos and videos of her at her lowest and at her most manic And now he is using them as leverage to try to get a multi-million dollar payout. And I believe, just from the outside looking in, that that was probably his plan from the whole time. For sure. Because, and I really don't want to, I don't mean to sound judgmental, I don't mean to sound hateful. But like, who would want to be around her in her current state based off of the videos that she posts on the internet? Like, she...
1: And even before she was out of her conservatorship, like he was dating her while she was still under that. Like, why would you
0: like, she's giving chaos like her. Yeah.
1: She is. She's chaotic. She has a lot of problems. Yeah.
0: Like just like the way that she's like pulling her bikini closer and closer to her vagina. Like she's talking about her naked body and like her, I don't know her like wants and her needs, like her manic captions. Like she's just, she is giving a lot. And a lot of it is not really understandable. And so I'm just like, okay, how is a person who is apparently mentally stable? Normal. Yeah. Yeah. Spending time around her at length, let alone living with her. So if we're seeing like the best of her on social media, what is the like, worst is of her? What is the worst?
1: Yeah. So I also read some things about Sam from before he was with Britney and all negative. Yeah. Like, and he, he used to. He, he used to work in a gym and he was like taking advantage of people and you know, things like that. So it, it all kind of does align. Yeah.
0: When I what saw what photos, I saw photos before he was like super jacked and before he got like veneers and before he got like relatively famous, like he was just like a regular, regular guy with like some jacked up teeth. And like, I, I, I believe he used her image as a way to better himself for better or for worse. Right. Um, and you know, I just, I'm just shocked by her behavior and like her appearance and you know, like her extensions and her, black... you can only see her,
1: her extensions and her, yeah, her like her, Avril Lavigne makeup. It makes me sad.
0: It makes me sad too, because I'm just like, this person is in a crisis and like, I don't necessarily think like, nec- like, you know, conservatorship is the correct way to go, but like sh- she should be somewhere where they're protecting her image and like not letting her post this to a public Instagram for millions of people to view and comment on because like she's obviously broken. It's all so
1: public. It is so public.
0: Yeah. It's just sad and just – then the whole thing yeah, it's hard her, it's hard to watch yeah it's like sad to watch like going on her instagram page it's like you don't even believe that this is real you're like this is really the britney spears of like 1999 like i cannot believe that that's
1: yeah like this is hit me baby one more time this is the same girl how right. would that
0: be no yeah and um then the stuff with her kids and moving to hawaii and then learning that her kevin Federline gets like i think think it's like around 50 grand a month from her to take care of her Mm -hmm. children it's just it's really sad and the fact that her kids don't even want to be around her I think says a lot
1: right and and I will say it's really hard to be a teenager and most teenagers don't want to be around their parents so this on top of it with her acting this way it's probably just like way worse for them you know they're like they don't even want to be a part of it
0: oh yeah and like hard enough like her she was a sex symbol so like obviously that Mm -hmm. would be hard to like have your friends be like oh your mom's so hot dude the god bang you know or even like oh your
1: mom used to be so hot what happened you know to answer those questions is
0: even harder and now to be like oh yeah i saw your mom like naked on the sand holding her tits like rolling around yeah it just must be really hard
1: yeah i'll be interested like i think as the divorce goes on more information is going to come out because i think sam will start talking and sharing things to leverage the situation to show that he can
0: yeah well and now she has a book coming out which mm-hmm. i'm really interested to see how that d- goes and I, w- I will read it um but yeah i don't know i just it's something i just been wanting to talk about even before like the divorce whole thing that came out mm-hmm. because like Like I said, I'm not like a super fan. I'm not, I'm not super, like, I'm not majorly familiar with her. I know obviously her, like her track record, but, um, I go on her Instagram once in a while and I am just like alarmed.
1: Yeah. Me too. And even like her captions and everything, it's like decoding a message. It's like the the fucking Da Vinci code, the way she writes.
0: Yeah. It's like not even, it's not, it is English, but it's not English.
1: Yeah. It's, it's all so strange.
0: Okay. Last thing and then we can end. Do you follow and or like Julia Fox?
1: I don't really follow her. I, I I do like her. Like, I see her sometimes on TikTok, and I think she's so relatable. But I don't really follow her on anything else.
0: Okay, so I've become, like, relatively obsessed with her. Like, I really find her just, like, the most intriguing human because, like, she just owns that she's, like, a train wreck. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, she just, like, loves being chaotic. She loves being called, like crazy things she really supposedly takes that in stride and she just announced that her book comes out in september
1: oh and shit are you on like the waiting list
0: i <laughs> am yes you can pre-order and i'm going to be pre-ordering because i and it's called down the drain i'm fucking there i have to read it i have to know i hope to god there's kanye west t i need to know what he's like there definitely will be i know i'm i
1: wanted so i've been watching the season of the Kardashians. Last season? I don't know. And they talk about Kanye so vaguely. And it's like, Kim, if you're going to talk about him, you might as well talk about him. Like, I, we need to know a little bit more. I know. But then I just feel like, don't talk about him at all. Like... She talks about how she can't talk about him and how this and that, how she feels. But I want to know a lot more. I need to know what happens behind closed doors. (laughs) Like, I'm so nosy with the Kanye thing.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I'm hoping Kanye, I mean, Kim drops a memoir in, like, 10 years when her kids are all, like, of age and, like, have, like, processed their bullshit so that we can know and we can see the receipts of the text messages and the things that Kanye has done because, like... He's wild. Here again, talk about another person who is obviously not mentally stable and who is just, like, out there being wild, like, crazy. And, uh, you know, Julia Fox has some crazy shit, like, how she was, like, trying to be, like, a deterrent for Kanye's attention so that he wouldn't target it towards Kim and all the shit. But, like, I just, I listen to her podcast, Forbidden Fruits. I just find her so intriguing Um, I also love how fucking real she is. Like saying that she has like rats in her apartment because like it's New York and like just live with it. Like I just find her so intriguing.
1: (laughs) I should, I will listen to her podcast. I should listen to that.
0: It's some of them are good. Some of them are not because I don't know who the guests are. Like some of the guests are like very obscure and I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I have no no idea who this hell, like who this is. Um, but just like her perspective on life is just very different. I feel than most um and so i'm very excited to read her book so that was just something that i saw um i think she announced today or yesterday that her pre-order is available and like i am going to be there
1: i hope she does like a book signing or something too so you can meet her
0: oh my god
1: that would be cool julia (sighs) right (laughs) make your way south
0: Well, and, like, it's just crazy because, like, this, you know, her dating Kanye has totally put her on the map. I know she was, like, relatively famous, but no one really knew who she was. And now she's taking private jets. Like, now she is. No, that totally
1: put her on the map. I mean, she was in, in, you know, Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams.
0: Yes. Uncut Jams.
1: Yes. And she was actually amazing in that. But that, when she dated Kanye, I remember being like, who is that? And then. Literally, I had to Google her. Like, everyone, you know? And that's how Mm -hmm. she really came up. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I know. Now she's monetizing. She does TikTok. She has her her podcast. Like, Mm -hmm. shout out to Julie Fox. Like, you are a queen. I love that you are a dominatrix. Like, you've, like, lived a thousand lives. Like, you are a dope-ass woman. But I am just, you fascinate me.
1: All right, I'll report back. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, no, so really excited. I'll definitely be reading her book. I encourage all of you to do that, too, because she is unhinged. And she takes that as a compliment, which I love.
1: I know it just like encourages her to be more unhinged.
0: Literally, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, she's a mom, which is like the craziest part too. It's like she has a kid.
1: Yeah, that is pretty wild. She she posts TikToks about like she sometimes talks about mom stuff, and I'm like, this is the same Julia Fox, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, I know. And also, her son's name is Valentino, which is just like so dope.
1: Beautiful. Oh,
0: he will be someone in this world.
1: Mm-hmm. Like setting your kid up for success hundred percent like my name is virginia i was a vagina until like the eighth grade you know
0: <laughs> I, I still call you virginia <laughs> i know like everyone does and i respond to it that's the worst part <laughs> wait where did your parents come up with that name did they have like an affinity for the state
1: no it was my grandma's name my my dad's mom was virginia and she went by jenny so i came out and my dad was like virginia named me
0: <laughs> wait who's mitch then
1: Margaret, so that's my middle name, Virginia Margaret. Yeah, but um, Midge, Midge was my mom's was- mom, and Jenny was my dad's mom.
0: For some reason, this whole time, I always thought Midge was your paternal grandmother.
1: So they were extremely close. That's probably why. Like he's always with her, driving around, picking her up, all nice, all the time. Yeah, he's very, that's very close with her. Yeah, that's funny that you Wait, said that.
0: That's your mom's mom. That's crazy. Mm-hmm never would I I swear to God if you would like if that was like a life or death question I would have like hardcore confidently answered Rich's mother
1: yeah I mean it basically turned into his mother wow yeah because his mom passed when the year I was born like right before I was born so yeah yeah
0: same with my dad's mom that's really odd
1: yeah like boys need their mom you know
0: yeah like and also like Mitch was amazing rest in peace Mitch
1: yeah she was the best ever she was Hope also my mom <laughs> up
0: there. Yeah. Everyone's mom.
1: I know anyone who met her like had a Seriously. connection.
0: Such a good woman. Yeah. Hope you're drinking martinis and freaking living it up up there, honey.
1: Oh yeah. She's got the old fashions poured mm-hmm. on deck. <laughs> All right. Well, freaking <laughs> happy <on> Monday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Thanks for bearing with us. We really appreciate you listening. Um, And yeah, we just, I don't know. I just love doing this. It just makes me so happy to have this. And we really hope that you love it too.
1: Yeah. We're, this is like keeping us going. (laughs) It's
0: like something we really
1: look forward to and are enjoying. Also just the connections that I've made since, Mm -hmm. you know, since we started this, just hearing from old friends and even people I don't know, it's been pretty surreal. Yeah. Yeah because mm-hmm. we didn't know where we we're going with this when we started still not totally sure but just no letting it ride
0: <laughs> yeah and just it was just like it was just for us like it was you know what i mean if you, if you wanted to listen that's fantastic and we're super happy for that um but yeah no this is just for us and keep listening so that we can get sponsors so that people can freaking do our audio and shit for us so you don't have to keep dealing with our janky ass mics and everything i know any
1: producers out there want to help some girls out
0: <laughs> literally sound producers please please message me so that you <laughs> So you can come and deal with my microphone for me because I'm tired of doing
1: like it. Like, you should hear our weekly mic t- conversations.
0: I can't tell you how long it takes me
1: to set this sh- shit up. I know. Every time. And then it's like anxiety over, what did that sound like? <laughs> Thank
0: you. Yeah. And is there a hum in the background, which I know there is, and all the audio blurps. So, yeah. yes. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Stick
1: with us. Okay. <laughs> bye.
0: That's another episode of Gabby Girls thank you for listening. Make sure to comment, rate, review, and subscribe.
1: Let us know what you think of us and the topics we talk about. We're not for everyone
0: and that's okay. Bye
1: Jen. Love ya. Bye Kate. Love you more.